my lovelies, and welcome to the Content Collective podcast. I'm Lauren, I'm a stylist, wedding planner, and content creator, and I am all about creating a life worth living. I'm a mummer of two that launched a wedding planning business and grew to success from making my brand visible to the right people online, becoming the number one UK wedding planner on YouTube. In this series, I will turn your passion to profit through teaching you how to style your brand visible. We will tackle everything from pivoting in your career and following your passion, how to show up when the odds feel stacked against you, how to nail that social media strategy and literally everything in between. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll know I'm a big fan of positive quotes, high street fashion and talking straight. You can expect some frank discussions about business, marketing, mindset, plus some amazing guest speakers to share their knowledge and inspiring stories. So guys, welcome back to the Content Collective podcast. Today, I am super excited to have Toria from Grape and Fig, which I have to say is possibly my favorite grazing company. And I believe they're actually the first in the UK as well. Um, So if you haven't heard of them or you aren't aware of them, um, this amazing company and the women behind it are super, super exciting. I Basically, I just, I'm really excited to have them on the episode. How many times can you say excited? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you are totally in for a treat and an awesome new discovery if you haven't heard of them. So hi, Toria. I am super excited again to have you on today's episode of the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute (laughs) pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love it. So I guess the best place to start this conversation is perhaps for you to tell us about who you are and what it is that Grape and Fig does. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, I founded Grape and Fig around, it's kind of a little bit of a grey area, really. It started at my wedding back in 2016 but the the business was properly formed in 2017 um so yeah we're a grazing catering company what i mean by that it's 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 a way it's a very sociable um sociable way of dining uh, and the, the most of the the product that we use is is kind of cheese crackers antipasti um chutney all the good stuff really all the um, good stuff. so <laughs> all the good stuff imagine um kind of a a sumptuous amazing buffet but not with load of beige food with all of the the best food mm-hmm. uh we don't just work with cheese we work with um lots of other bits and bits you know so we do bagels we do crudite we work with brunch um home-baked sweet goods uh lots and lots of, of of different food that you can kind of graze on for many different occasions but it all started back uh, in 2016, when I was trying to find an alternative for canapes, essentially at my wedding, and okay. I didn't really want to spend like nine pounds a head on three tiny canapes that probably everyone it wouldn't get round to everyone, and it just didn't feel right for the event. I had a very bohemian teepee woodland wedding um, setting, Amazing. and yeah, I just wanted to like fill my guests up. Um, we had loads of alcohol so I just wanted to yeah fill them up um, and I wanted the food to be a centerpiece really at the event and yeah just these canapes just didn't really work for me from a cost-effective perspective but also the feeling that I wanted to create at my wedding so Mm -hmm. back in 2013 I'd seen these grazing tables in Australia 
when traveling there and it just really just I just remember thinking this is just unbelievable. And not only did it look incredible, it kind of brought people together. It created conversation um, and it definitely was memorable for me. And I remember thinking, actually, I want to have that at my wedding. You know, who doesn't love all the gorgeous antipasti or different cheeses and crackers with a glass of wine? I just thought mm. this is just perfect. Um, and just no one did it. There was loads of caterers that I contacted and tried to, show them the images and it just didn't really translate and you know I remember one caterer wanted to put all of the olives in kind of separate ramekins and they didn't really understand the free flow aesthetic of this this grazing um, thing so I kind of did it myself I I had I did have a caterer to do the main meal and then on the morning of my wedding actually went and styled the grazing table um, (laughs) with all of this foliage and that's where it kind of started. And after that, I had a few people ask me to do, you know, baby showers and smaller events. And then in 2017, did my first wedding. And that's when I thought there's a real gap in the market here. No one else is doing it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to I'm going to start doing this part time. And that's where it all started. I love that. I absolutely love that. And it's almost like you did your own market research, like as a business owner, but not even really realizing that you were doing it because it was just for you and your wedding. I love that you got that from like Australia, like being over there and bringing that idea over here. I think that's just wicked. Yeah. And they are quite forward thinking, really, the, the Aussies, you know, the whole, the whole brunch obsession you know the whole going and having kind of avo and toast and the whole coffee all of that Mm. has really come from from there and that they're kind of usually four or five um years ahead you know all of the decor a lot of the interior design stuff that we're enjoying you know we're you know having here in London at the moment it was really crazy over there about four or five years ago the whole kind of bamboo wicker yeah all of that kind of aesthetic um, so I, I knew that there was definitely a market for it uh, and people loved it and I just thought people are going to love it over here and and it clearly four years later they do. <laughs> they absolutely do they absolutely do. I love the fact as well that your your business and what you create it's, it's all about an experience it's not just about the food I mean it's the most stylish food going it's like the way you present your food but it, it's not just about that, is it? It's about the experience. So just tell us a bit about, about that and how you sort of like create these these masterpieces. <laughs> yeah, well, there's so many, so many different facets, I guess, to to to, to that. So we, we, we're known as a business to work with kind of food and flowers. Um, so, you know, we eat with our eyes. And from the very, very beginning, we paired these these food displays with incredible floral displays as well so that that worked incredibly well for not only weddings but for brand and press events because Mm. they wanted to the people want to create a centerpiece and a wow moment and to do that with with kind of food but also with beautiful flowers that whole thing works works really really well yeah and as you said you know it, it we do eat with our eyes and we do make sure that everything we do looks almost too good to eat um but as I was mentioning like before we started recording this you know it's really important to understand the actual experience so it's all well and good things looking amazing and taking Mm. a picture and you know changing the contrast a bit and popping up on Instagram but we 
are really focused in in how enjoyable that experience is so we think about all the little details you know how easy is it to pick up the cheese okay so we have to pre-slice everything you know would I as a consumer or as a guest at that wedding or that event would I enjoy those combinations you know would I enjoy um digging into a certain spread so I think right at the beginning it was really at the beginning it was all about the aesthetic and as we've we've grown it's far far more about that experience and Mm. okay would I want to eat that would I want to enjoy that um and I think with the whole food stylish you know stylist piece it's quite easy just to throw in random things because they create gorgeous colors and textures and things like that but yeah you just have you just have to go the extra mile to make sure that it not only looks amazing but absolutely tastes amazing and the experience is enjoyable and that's why our customers come back and back to us uh, because we make sure that we do do that 100 percent, and I think I can see that as well like when you're creating for brands because you do a lot of brand work as well don't you you've had some amazing clients and and I can see from the boxes that you create for them that you're thinking about the whole experience you know it's not just about the presentation you can see what's in there and you know whether it's just like from opening it that experience that each person's going to have you can see that you're thinking about that and I, I love I love that yeah, and it's, 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 you know, the quality of all the ingredients. You know, we've got to the stage now where we're lucky enough to be able to make our own chutney in Yorkshire and be able to, you know, understand exactly what goes into that and what our customers, you know, for the feedback over our customers over the past couple of years is, okay, we like that chutney, we don't like this one. And we've been able to curate, um, you know, perfect products really that we can give to our customers. And we've yeah. got to the stage where we've tried and tested every cracker going and we know... <laughs> now what our customers enjoy the most and we're now working with a brand solely and and they do they supply us with and we we go through like 500 crackers a week you know minimum so things like that are really important and it's you know looking at different suppliers for cheeses and different and looking at quality and all of that is happening behind the scenes all of the time and is just so so important Mm, I love it I love it so I'm really intrigued this business is amazing. And obviously it started like from your wedding and you were just like, right, here we go. I need to, we need to do this. There's a gap in the market. What were you doing beforehand? What did you do before this? Cause you obviously are a very creative person and you have an amazing eye for detail. What did you do before Grape and Fig? So I, when I started Grape and Fig, I was working at an insurance firm. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so basically it kind of, I don't know how I even got there really but I, I think I I did my degree I did a degree in history which I love still love mm-hmm. obsessed with love it um and then I think yeah that was it I kind of worked at this insurance company for a little bit just because you know when you get out of university and you panic and you're like oh my god I'm never gonna get a job everyone's <laughs> everyone's leaving and uh, I was working at like a gym at the part-time and one of the members of the underwriter and he got me in there just like a little bit of you know temporary work essentially and then I moved to agency Mm -hmm. um which is uh I like kind of work for loads of big brands and that's where I think I learned a lot of um you know how to work with clients so I worked with lots of fashion brands and lots of perfume brands and okay um 
so I think, but I was essentially in advertising. So I would do their advertising and marketing campaigns. Uh, and then I went traveling for a year and then I fell in really when I came back from traveling, had that panic again. Oh my God, not going to get another job. And uh, this insurance company just offered me a job and I thought, oh, I'll only be here six months and ended up there for six years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But I, I was a like a broking assistant, which is pretty boring really but I found my way into the PR marketing and events team probably because you know I love love creative things and events and Mm. all of that so yeah found myself into that team and um I really enjoyed it had a had a jolly good old time but I always I had a business before this I always was I was always finding myself trying new businesses Mm -hmm. and thinking I was I didn't necessarily want to work for myself, but I, I just always wanted to be creative and to yeah. have a creative outlet. Um, and Grape and Fig at that time was something that I could, that it just made me happy. Just the whole process made me happy. You know, getting all the produce, putting it together, I found very, very therapeutic. Taking the picture after and getting feedback, seeing people enjoy it, like the whole thing yeah. I just loved. Um yet it just felt right uh, at the time and I did it for about a year mm-hmm. uh, part-time um so all throughout really 2000 um no it was about two years actually all 2017 and 2018 yeah and then I finally in the summer of 2018 just realized that it was too much to do both you know I was waking up at silly o'clock and doing brunches like the BBC and then driving into work to do a nine till five like it just oh my god one of them had one of them had to go uh and then yeah so I gave my notice in and then left in the I think it was in the November December 2018 and the day before I left found out I was pregnant which was oh my god <laughs> <I> looked, <laughs> yeah which was a little bit of a, like the most gorgeous shock, but I kind of, in my mind, had thought, right, I'm going to give this a real good year, and, you know, really build up this business and it's going to be amazing. And so that was a whole juggle when yes. I found out that it was coming along. But oh. as women, we, we get on with it, don't we? we do. Yeah, <laughs> I can relate. I can totally relate to that. So did you, so for those, well, nine months then that before you had your little girl, did you, were you doing it solo or is that when you decided that you needed to, to grow, grow the team? That's when I asked my sister to come on board. Yeah. That's when I, um, I kind of had Christmas and then, yeah, I realized that I had about six months to train someone. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, cause, cause I had a whole summer summer's worth of wedding bookings right um and Edie was due in the July so I just knew that knew that I needed to get someone on board and no one I would trust more than my sister's very very creative mm-hmm. um we just get on like a house of fire so yeah I said can you just leave your full-time job and come and work with with me not for me with me yeah uh a great and figure she did and it's the best decision I've ever ever made <laughs> oh I just got shivers down my back I love that oh. I love that yeah we, we we truly run the business together now um I do kind of I, I take certain parts of the business Catherine takes other parts of the business but it's, it's a true a true partnership yeah and it's amazing do you think that you like had you always envisaged that she would be the person that you would grow the business with like or was it just sort of a decision that you had to make in the moment 
like did you think because obviously so for people that don't know you have a very much female and family um led business which I love I absolutely love and it probably comes with its pros and cons which perhaps we'll touch on in a minute but yeah had you always sort of pictured that that's the direction that you would go with or has it just happened like that absolutely not it like everything (laughs) has been not because I not because I wouldn't have wanted to like the second I realized I was pregnant and needed to make a decision Catherine was by default someone who I'd say can you come and do this with me but I've just found with this business everything has been so organic Mm -hmm. and I've just had to make the decisions as as it's happened and Covid was a huge part of 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 that, you know. So something happens, you just have to make a decision. Something else happens, another totally. decision. And what I've learned is you cannot plan too far ahead because just life happens, and you just have to learn to go with it. Mm. And that's why I, I think maybe when I found out I was pregnant, found out that I'd just given up this really healthy job you know mm. i.e you know had a pension and a security wage amount <laughs> you know my mum and dad were like what are you doing like what are you doing and they obviously supported me but even I felt very really nervous but mm. when that happened I think I learned very very early on you just got to kind of go with it just go with it and it will be okay and we've done that throughout we've never really planned too far ahead mm. um and it's kind of work worked out and, and that's how we kind of work now quite organic if something comes to us and it feels right we go with it if something doesn't we, we don't and it's it, that's that attitude has served us quite well I love that I think it's so I think it's really important to set goals is it isn't it and have vision but I totally agree with the sort of not planning too far ahead I think that is definitely something that I have also learned over the last 18 months that you, you can't lay out that path too far you know, you can sort of know the next few steps and hope that they're going to take you in the direction of those goals that you want to achieve. But, you know, yeah, the, I think the last 18 months has taught us that, you know, have a few steps ahead, but also you've got to learn to roll with the punches. And I think that's like a true entre- entrepreneurial mindset is being able to just roll with it and, and work it out as you go. I think it just depends on your product as well. You know, if you're in a service-led industry like we are, and not necessarily a like a, a particular just product, you know. So I guess if you're selling clothes, then you or or makeup or electronics, then the conversation would be a bit be a bit different. But especially where we are at the moment with COVID and you know all of these changing, constantly changing goalposts. You know, mm. if I had made really long tail decisions 18 months or two years ago, I would have just wasted loads of money. Like what I mean by that is we were going to invest in, you know, huge grazing table, tablewares and all of this kind of stuff at really, okay. really big events. Well, if I'd done that, then they wouldn't be used because COVID ha- happened and everything mm. went well, wrong, basically. And now, even now, I don't necessarily know what the next six months or, the, or year is going to look like. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all very, very uncertain. So, yeah, it's as you say, it's about having those long-term goals and aspirations for, for the brand and the, the team, uh, but kind of taking every kind of month to six months at, at a time. Totally. Uh, and yeah, being flexible. 
And actually, like sort of touching on obviously COVID and the last 18 months, I think we kind of need to talk about it because I know that it was a massive game changer for you as a business and it's it's changed your business. Um, so talk us through kind of how, what happened? I mean, we've obviously all gone through some very, uh, very tough times and I think a lot of businesses either haven't come through it or have had to adapt and change. But I think you had to do a lot of adapting to start with. And and, I, and it's quite exciting to see how you've come out of it because I, I think you are a true entrepreneur because you have rolled with it. And and from the looks of things, you've grown coming out of it. So so talk us through what happened and and um, that journey. Do you know what it, 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 it really was? Like, it's all well and good. And this is for anyone listening to this who, and I, I genuinely mean this, who who hasn't really got anyone to cut because I it, it can be quite lonely being a small business owner or someone trying to kind of navigate all of this and yeah <laughs> at the time all I really wanted was someone to talk to and I did all I had was Catherine we all we had were well, my sister all mm. we had really was each other now it's all well and good you know we've come out the other end hopefully and we're on this more even path but it, it has been like in, in terms of business like the most terrible 18 months and it has been really really hard and I know that Instagram always shows you know the highlights and oh look we've done this and we've done that but mm. what we've tried to do part through the 18 months is just show our kind of followers and other business owners how just awfully difficult it has been um mm. so yeah we everything last March and when I say everything I mean we had I don't know six or seven huge contracts you know we had like contracts with Lord Sugar with loads of big brands so mm. we lost everything overnight everyone pulled out oh, um we went from x amount of money to zero like it, it was not a joke um because obviously events weren't happening so yeah. it's making me emotional things. listening to it because I completely no, was 100% relate to it because obviously my well same industry essentially events and it's just oh it's emotional isn't it it's a bit traumatic and I think at the time it was so bad like it was so shocking like it was it, it kind of was so bad that it didn't really hit until mm. like this Christmas just gone like it was almost and once again like I always have to caveat this you know people have been through far worse and mm -hmm. I'm talking about this from a business yes. um you know perspective and context um you know it wasn't life or death or anything like that but from from a business context from a small business owner perspective yeah we lost everything and remember we just kind of Catherine is such an antidote to my attitude I can be a bit of a panicker and everything and Catherine is just so she's just got her head screwed on and I just remember her saying mm -hmm. Look, let's just take April off and let's just see what you know all of us thought it'd last for a couple of months didn't we yeah. we're like oh this will be all right so we'll be naive back and <laughs> yeah we'll be a back live and kicking in in September all the That's weddings it. will be back yeah all my weddings are um, moving to September like it's fine we'll be back <laughs> yeah exactly we think oh you know but um so we took April off and we just had um just a real just think about things right okay what are we gonna do how are we gonna try and make some money to kind of just get us through this this unknown period of time mm. um the, the main problem with us really was logistics because before covid we went out to venues like wedding venues um christening venues domestic venues whatever and we created these grazing displays on site so we would take our call bags and would take all of our portable fridges and 
crate on site. So all that we needed really was, um, and, and everything was so fresh, we'd go and buy all of our produce the day before or the day of. Mm-hmm. So in terms of having a space to store all of our stuff we just and prepare we just didn't need that so first thing was we got my husband to build commercial kitchens down the end of my like on my property wow um so we did that so we invested in that because we just knew that if we were going to get through this then we needed somewhere to make whatever product we were going to come up with okay and then I remember I think I remember getting something in the post it was something like this it was like a really lovely luxe box I just looked at it and I thought oh my god we could just do like a sweet cheese box and sell it and it could be you know for gifts and for you know the the amount of ones that we actually sold that were oh this was meant to be your wedding day or your stag do or your hen do Mm -hmm. and I looked at it I just thought oh my god we can call it the cheese box of joy and so I remember getting a pack of crackers and putting it in. It fitted exactly in. Like the crackers fitted this box. So I found out where the box was from and just put our three signature cheeses in and edible flowers. And I just took a picture of it. And I thought, oh, my God, like this is going to get us this through. And I think we sold we sold way over a thousand of those. In, yeah, that summer. And we just started making them from the commercial kitchens. And we, at the beginning, we just did them every Friday. Uh, and then we had to kind of get a courier involved to courier them all around the M25. Mm. And then we did kind of Mother's Day, not Mother's Day, I think we did Father's Day and um, a couple of events throughout the summer, like big, big events. And it just worked for us. And then we, we started to think, right, okay, we need a couple more uh, products so we did our letters and numbers, which is essentially letters, numbers or symbols made out of big, big wheels of brie covered in all the best. I mean, they look amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and they literally just came out of Catherine and I just sitting there thinking people want to celebrate their 30th and their 40th or whatever it is. And they can't. And to send something like this is going to be perfect so we built this product range and then we thought right well before we used to do everything on invoice so we would you know and because they were big big orders we would just send an invoice Mm. whereas these were really like a lot of very small but high volume small um, number you know transaction um, and cost yeah um, so we had to build a website. So that's our first website. So we built a website um, and got all of that e-commerce site ready, you know, part of the business mm-hmm. ready, launched that at the beginning of this year. And yeah, as you said, we've we've kind of got out of that stage now where we, we're going back and doing these grazing tables again, our old job, essentially. Yeah. But we've built throughout the last 18 months this part of the business, which is essentially gorgeous gifting and kind of COVID safe events uh so yeah we've kind of come out of it really with two two different businesses which is we're just genuinely really thankful for hello lovelies lauren here i hope you're enjoying this episode of the content collective i am interrupting my own episode here to tell you about the exciting new course that i'm launching really soon have you dreamt about totally nailing your social media strategy Have you dreamt about signing your dream clients with ease, without worrying about what to post on social media every single day? Well, dream no more, my friend. I am going to help you turn your passion to profit by teaching you how to style your brand visible. In my new mastermind program, Style Your Socials Right, 
I will make sure you are clear on your branding and who your dream clients are. You have an actionable, strategic content calendar that feels on brand and speaks to your dream clients. You are able to sign new clients without actually selling. You feel confident about using video on your social media channels. You'll have the support you need to take your business to the next level. And you don't have to spend loads of time doing all of it. Over the years, I've had to pivot in my career, but each time I've turned my creativity into a successful business by knowing how to show up online. That's not to say that it's always been easy for me. I have tried and tested loads of different strategies as well as learning how to set boundaries so that I don't hit burnout. I've designed this mastermind program to be able to share all of my experience with you and to teach you all the skills that I've learned over the years, such as proven strategy, productivity and time-saving hacks, plus how to style your socials to attract your dream clients. Sound good? Are you in? Okay, guys. So if that's the case, why not join the waitlist now to get early bird access when we launch the course, plus extra bonuses and discounts. You can join by heading on over to www.bluebirdcreative.co.uk forward slash podcast, checking out the show notes to this show and joining the waitlist over there. I cannot wait to see you on the other side, guys. I love it because, again, it, it you know, it's it's not having to plan too far in the future because you wouldn't have known that you needed to do that. And now look where you are. You've got an extra leg, essentially, to the business, an extra product, which, well, I mean, over a thousand boxes in a summer is just, it's just incredible. And it goes to show as well yeah. how much people love what you do because that following were just like, yes, you've got an engaged audience. Like they're super engaged, you know? Yeah, we love our audience. And we... I think, as I mentioned before, we're really honest with, you know, we we will document the the good, bad and the ugly, you know, like it's not just squeaky clean. It's we do lots of behind the scenes and we kind of talk about things that have gone wrong and we do things like this, you know, lives and Q&As and we're just, yeah, just really honest. I think, you know, obviously we, we love the people who kind of follow us and our customers, but we've got a really good relationship with a lot of other small businesses who are mm. doing a similar thing to us. Um, and we're, yeah, we're happy to kind of help and guide them along the way as well. Cause it isn't easy like dealing with, I remember I did an event once and I was speaking to someone and she was like, God, you've, you know, out of all the industries that you could have picked catering and floristry, like it's just, a, it's hard, you know, it's, it's, difficult dealing with food you know mm. it's, and, and, and flowers they are they, they can be quite difficult really you know in terms of food temperatures you know and making sure that it's always food safe and allergies and and all of that all of that kind of stuff and it's a product that can't be reused you know if you go into a tablescaping business or a, a business where you're hiring out gorgeous furniture you know you're hiring out the same thing for time and time again but with what we do it's very, very expensive. You know, the, the product that we buy is really, really expensive. And if you know, if you go to a supermarket, a block of cheese, even I, even I go to a supermarket, I think, why is that cheap? Why is that block of cheese seven pounds? You know, and I do it for a job. You know, it's it, what we buy is expensive, but you know, it's not reusable. It is, it's mm -hmm. something that is, is consumed or, or enjoyed and then dies like, like flowers. So, uh, but we, we wouldn't have it any other way. Flowers are flowers are a tough one. I dabbled in flowers over Christmas because, as you, business basically 
died for a bit <laughs> and had to oh. had to think on our feet and oh my gosh working with fresh flowers and being like okay um you know they're gonna die so you know you, you've got a few days haven't you to sort of like make sure that they're fresh condition them like get them ready like we were sending out like wreaths and stuff like that over here like I get it like it's a it's a yeah it's a it's a tough one <laughs> it is a tough one but then I was also speaking to someone else and another business owner we're just talking about and she's she owns a clothing business a pretty big clothing business and I was talking about my woes you know how you do it over a glass of wine talking about the highs and the lows and and what she and she says something to me that rung her she's like well at least you don't get loads of like refunds and you know exchanges and things I was like do you know what there is with every Mm. business there are pros and cons you know so she will get her 50 percent of her of of her sales will be returned or exchanged where with us we don't have any of that we don't have any of that so it's kind of we'll take the rough and smooth with business totally um yeah I like that yeah I'd never thought about that about retail actually that's interesting so obviously your business has grown um with different facets to it but obviously your your business has also grown in terms of your team throughout the last year hasn't it so obviously going into the pandemic there was that initial panic but you've come out with even more people who I believe are also family. So tell us a bit about yeah. about that. I love it. Well, we it's it's really funny actually. So our family all basically before we moved all lived down one road. And no way. No, no, I'm not kidding you. So my mum and my dad met at fourteen. And so my nan oh, and my grand wow. so my nan and my my nan and my granddad and then my other nan um and my late granddad lived basically number 40 and number 14 down this road wow and then my mum and her sister and her brother bought houses down that road and also my dad's brother is down that road so all of our cousins we all grew up very very together and very very close so when Catherine and I and I remember as clear as day last father's day mm-hmm was making all of these cheese boxes of joy, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And Catherine was like, we just need help now. Like at the time, we didn't know how to employ anyone just because we were just a team and we just, you know, just did things, you know, we just kind of paid ourselves. And yeah, we didn't really understand about contracts or anything like that, but we just need some help. And we um, knew that our cousin Grace really, really, really wanted to work with us. She was particularly enjoying her job. So we offered her a job and she was like, yes. Aww. So we got her on board. Um, and then my mum, our mum, does a lot of work for us as well. Mm-hmm. And then we've recently employed our other cousin. I love it. <laughs> um, Emily, who is amazing. So we've, we've employed someone else now who isn't family, a family friend, Pam. But it's, yeah, it's got a real... There's only so much family that everyone's got, you know, you're going to have to go outside of that at some point, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. But it's just got a really lovely feeling. And we're all, we all really care. That's a, that's, I think that's really important. When you, you know, you kind of, at the beginning, I thought no one would care as much as me. And then Catherine got involved and Catherine does care as much as me. And then we've got other team members involved who care as much as as us. And when you're dealing with, kind of the products that we're dealing with it's just so important and we're just we're just really lucky to have the lovely team that we have it's amazing I absolutely love that do you find it hard because obviously like the majority of you are family 
Do you find it hard to switch off from talking about business when you're perhaps at a family like get together or anything like that? Or does business sneak in or, or have you got boundaries in place? Real strict boundaries. Yeah. And I think Catherine and I learned the hard way, really. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it kind of leaked into like it's all consuming anyway, isn't it? Like when you run a business, it's it leaks into, every, you know, you wake up and you kind of kind of wake up, think about ED what I've got to do with Edie, that my little girl today, and then it just, the grape fig just slips in there. You kind of, so at the beginning, we were finding that we were talking about it all the time, no matter where we were. If it was at, 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 it was very, very difficult at that time because we were running it from my house. So there were so many blurred lines, and it wasn't really fair on either of us, really, but we didn't have any other choice. Yeah. So kind of Catherine was feeling, I guess, she was coming around my house, and it was just always work at the time. So when she came around, for a glass of wine in the evening with her husband like was that work was that not it just was it just wasn't very healthy mm. but we've just had to put real strict yeah just boundaries in place now you know we're always with our families together and it, it's kind of like night and day we'll talk about work and do work in working hours and then we leave and we we don't and I, I think that's helped with getting our own space we, we, we've moved into recently and also growing the team because the burden, you know, we did everything, just Catherine and I. Yeah. Um, whereas now that's spread out more evenly. So, you know, you, you're you're delegating uh, to your team, which gives you more space to kind of think, you know, long term or, or whatever, or do more strategic things in the business, which allows you to have time off to switch off. And I think it's only been like the past, I don't know, three or four months that I've genuinely found that 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 time to be able to switch off which is good so no we have really strict boundaries and even if someone you know I had my little girl's second birthday on on Sunday oh you know someone starts talking to me about work I'll I'll kind of answer the you know I'll answer the question yeah it's all going and I'll kind of shut it off just because you know my husband's had enough of it everyone's had enough of it and you kind of need to start I kind of want to, there was a period where we started not to like the business because it was just all consuming consuming. yeah. and we kind of need to give it space really to kind of fall back in love with it. Um, But I think lots of people probably like that after COVID because it just, everything was a bit intense, not just work, Mm. life, everything. Um, Totally. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. Um, So a little bit of fun. Would you say that there's, pros and cons to working with family I'm sure there's probably lots of pros Um, the pros are kind of endless really I'd I'd say you're kind of almost on the same wavelength you know I could especially I don't really make too much anymore to kind of make the product anymore but when I do and I love it so for example a Saturday morning when we're super super busy when you work with family it's almost like an unsaid thing everyone just kind of works really well together we can always almost read each other's minds you know we'll just yeah just work seamlessly together because we know each other so well so we'll know what the other person's going to do and it just flows really really wonderfully um love that I think things like you know just the the usual cliche things but you know there's no I know that no one will care as much about this business as my sister does because she, she you know it's it's ours and it's that trust is unwavering and that loyalty is un- unwavering and honesty as well you know if something isn't 
going, you know, if I've done something and I want some honest feedback, I wouldn't ask anyone apart from Catherine, you know, my sister. And yeah, I just think just so many, so many benefits. And of course, there are negatives. But I think like anything, you know, there's uh, there's positive negatives of getting people who aren't family. You know, there's sometimes you can be too honest and sometimes there can be, you know, that barrier you have, that, that kind of professional barrier you can have between non-family members in a working environment where, yeah. you know, you won't react in a certain way. We've obviously had things like that where you kind of lose your rag a little bit and, mm. and you, you, you can lose it a little bit more because they're family members and you think, oh, it's all going all's going to be forgiven and all's going to be okay tomorrow. Emotions get involved, don't they, I guess, more with family. Exactly, exactly. And I'd say that's really, it's, that's really been the, the only thing. And it, but, it, but it has just been, you know, extremely, an extremely stressful time, hasn't it? So yeah. um, when you are, I think when you are family, you can bring your, stuff that's going on at home into work even more because you're with your family and you want to talk about it so sometimes those lines can be a little bit blurred but actually we find that is almost a positive because you're you're coming to work and you're not leaving your you know you can talk through things at work and um yeah no we 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 wouldn't have it in another way we love it <laughs> I love it it's absolutely amazing would you would you say sort of coming out of this this last 18 months have you got like any top tips for anybody else that's got their own little business to, you know, if they were to come up against some hard times, which you do as a business owner, have you got any tips that you feel people could sort of like take away from your experience? What would I say? Um, When I first started this, I did a lot of work for free. So Mm -hmm. not necessarily for the kind of celebs or anything, but I'd say, oh, you know, if there's a baby shower or something, I'd just do something just to kind of get some feedback. And I knew at the very, very beginning that I loved it so much that I, I would have done it for for free. Mm. And I, I think if you've got a business, you just got to kind of work out, do you really, really, really love it? Like, would you do what your work for a couple of months for free if you needed to? I'm not saying you need to do that, but I'm saying make sure that you absolutely love it and it's genuinely a passion because it doesn't necessarily get much easier. You know, like running a business is really hard and there's things that I'm learning all the time. You know, when the whole VAT thing happened, we became VAT registered, you know, no one teaches you this stuff at school. It's almost like you have to learn everything Mm -hmm. from scratch. You know, we've opened this shop up. No one told me about planning and alcohol licenses and all of this stuff. But with with us the passion of that product and the brand and the business is there every day and if it wasn't for that I wouldn't I I would have lost my enthusiasm and my drive like literally a year ago I'd have just thought I can't be doing this anymore you know I'll, I'll go back to the city and have a bit of an easier life so I'd say definitely make sure if you're having a bit of a hard time that it's something that you genuinely, genuinely love and enjoy. And if you do, it will be okay. Like you, it will take hard work and it will be long days and you'll kind of question yourself, you know, a hundred times a week, mm. but it, you'll, you will get there and it will, it, I can honestly say it will be worth it. And I genuinely believe if you've got a, a love for your, your business or your, your product, um, that will shine through through the highs and the lows um, so that's kind of something that 
that's not something that I've learned over the past past four years yeah I totally totally agree you have to be passionate about what you do it has to light you up and give you a fire in your belly because that fire is what drives you through those tough times isn't it it's what help pushes you because you love it you don't want to do anything else and you know you have to invest in business you know, you, you could earn x amount of money but when you're growing and when you are a small business a lot of the time you have to kind of get that and then reinvest to grow and totally agree to do, to to do that you need to believe in what you're doing mm-hmm. um you know i think if you're doing you know when i was when i look back at when i was working in the city you know what was driving me was that pay packet at the end of every month I would never have taken that money and invested it in my career. I wouldn't have because I didn't care enough, if I'm being perfectly honest. I, <laughs> I, I didn't care enough. Um, but that is the reality of a small business. It is. Like you have to kind of, you know, there was times all of last year where I, I didn't get paid and I had to take that money and thought, well, okay, let's, let's build some kitchens or let's build, let's get some branding done and pay for illustrations. And it just was a no-brainer because I just knew it was for – the business and it was for the long term and it was almost like my little baby you know and I think it's 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 very obvious but it's it's key because if you haven't got that love and you haven't got that passion it probably won't last long because there's too much sacrifice I think with small businesses especially in this uncertain environment mm, I totally agree I think that's fantastic advice um so I'm excited about what you guys are up to at the minute. So tell us what the next steps for Grape and Figure, because you've obviously mentioned it here today that you've you've got your new space, you've got your shop. What's the plans? Yeah, so we've got a new shop, which was a complete nightmare. The whole arm oh, no. like anyone looking for commercial space. It's just honestly, it's like a roller coaster. We were looking for about five months. Um and yeah, about six properties all fell through. Oh, bless you. And you know how everyone says, don't they? Oh, you know, what, what's meant to be will be, you know, it will turn up in the end and it will be all right. And I remember sitting there thinking, I don't think we're ever going to get anywhere. Like, this is a nightmare. Uh, but honestly, we, my mum was walking my little girl into town uh, one day and when I was working at home and she saw this place and it was offices and she called them up for us and inquired. And they was like, yeah you you can move in next week if you want like oh we've my got the God. right licenses and it was that quick we moved in in a week like I'm not even kidding we moved in in a week so everyone um, was right it was meant to be it was meant to be and even like when my dad was my dad was um renovated it all for us and we were sitting there one day having a cup of tea and he was talking about all the parking that we've got here and the side access and all the, we've got offices and storage and huge kitchens and a shop front we didn't have any of that in any of the ones we were looking at so Someone was looking down on us. We were meant to get this place and it just feels right. It feels like home. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been a little bit behind. We was meant to, we moved in around, I'd like to say like May or June. I can't really remember. It's all a bit of a blur. And we are meant to open the shop front for kind of, we're going to have open mornings on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday for like mm-hmm. fresh flowers and takeaway cheese box and things. But you know what it's like in like a small team, just the weeks run away with you. And we, we have been quite busy. Um, August naturally is a little bit of a quieter month so we're going to um, knuckle down now and get the shop front open in a couple of weeks uh, and see because our local business we're not really hugely well known locally which is bizarre most of our 
most of our clients and our workers in London, which we love. Mm-hmm. But there's such a, a an amazing local community here. And, and why would they know about us? Do you know what I mean? We're on Instagram. We've been working from home quietly. We've had any branding anywhere. There's nowhere to visit us. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our focus over the next few months to get kind of the local community to know about us and to come down on a Saturday and get a glass of wine, a cheese box, uh, some fresh flowers. Like we want it to have that really lovely communal um, feel. So that that's the, that's the short-term plan to get the shop open. And then we have just lots of other lovely little things in the pipeline. We want to open, not open, want to start our own kind of tableware and serveware range. So our own cheese knives and yeah, cheese knives and platters and all of that good stuff and vases that people can come and buy here and online. Um, And yeah, just keep doing what we're doing. I think there has been quite a lot of change. Like, you know, obviously, as I mentioned before, with COVID, there's just been a lot of adaption and change. And I think for a bit now, we just want to perfect, you know, and just yeah. kind of get in here, start feeling at home even more, get the shop open and then just carry on doing what we're doing. We're not, we've not got any dramatically different plans to uh, what we're doing at the moment, just kind of perfecting things even more, which we're constantly doing. We're constantly trying to work out how we make things even even better mm. and yeah enjoy it for a bit I think it's just been we've been chasing our towel for so long and hoping that it's all going to be okay and we just need to kind of take a breather and appreciate where we've kind of got to and enjoy the lead up to Christmas and I know it's bizarre we're talking about Christmas but we're going to shoot our range in about four weeks so we're going to be like a just enjoy that lead up Oh, I love it. I love it. And I, I'm so excited for like your shop opening and that. I think you've got, I know you said that you're you're mainly on Instagram, which I, again, I think is fantastic. You've grown your business basically on Instagram, which just goes to show what a powerful platform it can be. You've got a very strong presence because I think you've nailed your branding. You know, you know who you are. Your brand identity is just it's just clear. We know, you know, if your pictures come up on my feed, I know that it's you, you know, you know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even just seeing you creating your shop and talking about the interiors on your stories, you know, you have a a clear aesthetic, it matches your brand, like, you know what you're doing. And even though you haven't come from that background, I mean, you obviously did a little bit in like the marketing and events, and maybe you've taken some, some tips and, and tricks from there. But I love how you know, you do stand out as a brand. It and I think your shop is going to bring that all to life. And you know, your Instagram is going to become like an like a destination experience in your shop. If that makes sense, I hope I'm making sense. No, and and we're going to do workshops as well. We're going to do we're going to focus a lot on workshops. So cheese platter workshops, and we're going to do academies for small businesses. So we think we're quite approachable, being Kath, and we're just we're just normal Essex girls who just want to kind of help other small businesses so we're going to do like small business academies here and host them here and it doesn't have to be about cheese it can be about any small business but how to navigate that because we've literally had to navigate it over the past two years you know how to set up an e-commerce site how to do this how to do your taxes how to do instagram marketing all of that kind of stuff and that's it yeah and then workshops for the workshops for our cheese platters you know for like Hindus or like just because we could do floral arrangement workshops wreath making at Christmas yeah so I think being able to welcome people into our space will be 
really lovely for Catherine and I because as I said like, right at the beginning it can be a bit lonely when you are running a, a business and um you, you and it's all well and good getting all these likes and comments and people being so supportive but it genuinely does mean the world but I just think when you when you can kind of see people and actually welcome them into your space it's going to be it's going to be amazing it's going to feel so so good it's going to be a serious destination. I know it will be. I'm really excited for you. Yes. Thank you so much. So I'm just going to wrap up with one question that I ask everybody on the podcast. Um, what is entrepreneurship to you? Do you know what? I wish I'd read your questions before. I said to you before, <laughs> didn't I? I don't, I don't read questions and things like this. What is entrepreneurship? I would say adapting to your business needs consistently and doing that well so you know as we've kind of explained before when you need to change actually doing it you know so there's low there's there's something to be said about you know constantly talking about things and planning for things but actually adapting and that is really hard to do that yeah and doing that on a consistent basis so no matter how hard it is keep going and keep doing it you know we're still doing that now we're having to adapt all the time um and and doing it so it suits your customers and to kind of keep your customers happy that is what I would say that's obviously a tiny part of being an entrepreneur but I love that that's what I that's what I think it makes a not saying I am but I think that that's what keeps a business going 100% adapting yeah 100% well thank you so much for coming on the podcast today it's been an absolute pleasure having this conversation finding out more about your business and hearing about your journey you know I think you're such an inspiring business owner and I'm super super excited for for what you get up to next oh thank you so much I love I love doing podcasts like this it's a nice um it's a lovely way to start a Friday morning so thank you so much you've been absolutely lovely so thank you thank you As always, I loved bringing you inspiring stories, juicy gems of wisdom, and some positivity into your week to give you the right mindset. If you haven't already, then make sure you join our mailing list to be in the know of everything entrepreneur related. I've popped a link in the show notes for you, and I promise you'll be pleased with the girl chat tips and knowledge in your inbox every Monday. You can also grab our Insta bio workbook to make sure that you're making the right first impressions on Instagram. And trust me, guys, those are key. So that is in the show notes for you. It's a freebie. Go grab it, my friends. As always, do hit follow on the podcast if you haven't already. And we would absolutely love a review if you've enjoyed listening. Those five-star reviews really help the podcast grow. And it means the absolute world and also means that we can keep doing what we're doing. Come say hey on Instagram. I love to do daily stories there with loads of behind the scenes. You can catch me there at bluebird underscore creative. So thanks for listening, guys. Until the next one, have a good one.